from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Exasperated children. My name is Aaron Catano. And my name is Jeff Stormer. This is a podcast where sometimes we take your prompts uh, that are tweeted to us and emailed to us and we make them into a tabletop beautiful fantasy child. Yep, yep, yep. And um, sometimes, oh. I was just going to say, sometimes we make a, we make a, sometimes we spend our episodes making a fine chili. This is one of those episodes because I've got a really great five alarm chili recipe that I want to get into. We're going to Flavor Town. <laughs> oh shit! Wait, one alarm, two alarm, three. Al- Daddy, are you going to jail? We'll see, son. <laughs> we'll see. See, <sighs> this is all my Simpsons quotes, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all but- my Springfieldian children. Oh fuck! <laughs> Spin off, or we just talk Simpsons. Uh that would. I mean, actually, never mind. That's that's the conversation for a different <laughs> time. Because I'm actually like, wait a minute. All right. So, um, so this is a podcast where you tweeted us a prompt, and then we have a really shitty intro, and yep, then right? we make a beautiful fantasy tabletop character just for you. Yes. And uh, the prompt this week is a doozy. The twit uh, blah, blah, blah. the prompt this week comes from Observer One Three Eight. And the prompt is, where the thousand rivers meet, two siblings found a trading outpost. But as the town grows, so too does their rivalry. That's such a good prompt. That's a really good prompt. I'm into that. It's really freaking epic. I love that. All right. So they, these two siblings, they found, they basically found a town or an outpost and a town grows around it. Yeah. 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 They, they found an outpost at the site where the thousand rivers meet, which I think we need to talk about because that's a, that's a site that we need to discuss a little bit. Yes. So there's a location where the thousand rivers meet. Do you want to say that's the beach? Like, is that the ocean where the thousand rivers meet or is it like a central lake somewhere? I think it's what I'm envisioning is a lake where like every river on this continent Ooh. flows in directly into this lake and then flows back out like it is the the magical like nexus point of every single lake essentially in like the entire continent okay they okay. all come to this one location let's name that cuz that's awesome um let's hmm so it's like the aquatic nexus um I- I like I like Nexus, like the next Nexus Ooh. Lake. Nexus Lake, sexy. Um, all right. So it's this epic lake, and they, they okay. So they found it. They create a trading outpost there. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. they just selling what fishing supplies, like outdoor recreation, or is it? Uh, I don't know. Like what? What kind of stuff is traded at like a trading outpost by a lake? I don't know. I, I I'm thinking what I'm kind of picturing is like river boat or like sailor supplies like ship supplies you know replacement oh. sails that oh, kind of thing that gives me a really good idea so this means like 
say you need to travel by boat to a different right. location, you have to come through the Nexus Lake in order to get to another location. Like, literally, all of the thousand rivers of fantasy meet in this point. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. need to get from point A to point B, you're going to go through the Nexus. And so these two siblings are entrepreneurs, and they're like, wait a minute. What if we put a trade outpost here? We're going to literally get all boat traffic that crosses through the thousand rivers. Yeah. And so they have, like, I think it's like... I'm thinking, like, Walmart. Like, they have everything you could ever fucking need. Oh, sure. What I think they really specialize in, in that case, is information. Ooh, okay. They they are a, a place where you go because, like, every single river finds its way to the Nexus Lake. Yes. Which means you can get anywhere from the Nexus Lake. Yeah. But you have to know how to, but, like... You all, but there's so many yeah, offshoots are... and tributaries oh. that, like, you could take the wrong one, end up a thousand miles from where you're going, and die out in the middle of the wilderness. So they have, so they have an outpost of like, oh, I'll, oh, I know how to get to Moon Crescent. Like, I can point you to the river to Moon Crescent, but you got to pay for it. <laughs> oh, so okay. Well, that means Jeff that these two have, uh, they've mapped out the thousand rivers. Mm, that that's that means, yeah, that means that there are also cartographers who know the every. There are a thousand rivers, Jeff. That yeah. means that these two have mapped out the entirety of essentially the the waterways of fantasy, yeah. and where all of them go. So these are well traveled merchants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so they they sell maps, or do they sell information? I think they sell. I like selling maps. I think they sell. They sell, like, custom maps. Yeah. Like, if you're like, I need to get to Geode immediately, I'm delivering a package, they're like, well, here's the map from Nexus to Geode, and it's like, shows you the particular rivers, so that you can be like, okay, I need to take this river here, not the one going in the other direction. So, have they marked off the rivers? Like, uh, is there, like, a different colored buoy? Like, take the yellow buoy to Geode, the blue one to Moon Crescent, the red one to Iron Hill type deal, or no? Is it, like, the only way you can find your way is by stopping at this trading post? I think yes to that, but no to buoys, because... Yeah. Because I think what it is, is they have created a system, and it's not exactly, like, a good system, or it's not not, not good in the functional sense, but good in, like, the ethical sense. Yeah, this is pretty fucked up. In that they've created a system that they know how to get places Ooh, only they can understand it yeah but but like if there were buoys set up then people could break down the color pattern of the buoys and, and think uh. like oh the red ones go to iron hill so in fact i think it is that they're like well you take the third left you take the third left from the tree with the three forks on it and you're like what does that mean but then when you're in that spot you're like oh there it is there's the tree with the three forks i'm gonna take the third left can I then add an element to uh, make complicate things, but also like let's add a little level here? Yeah. So let's say that because these two are cartographers and they have they have a code between them, let's say that one is like one's the cartographer, right? Sure. One is great at navigation and you know uh, pathfinding and things like that. The other one is a creator of magical objects like uh you know uh the mage spell that's like forge document like or something no that's a bard yeah. thing but no, I know, basically I know, I know the one you're talking about yeah the like other you- one is making a map that basically disappears once you've reached your destination mm. or like 
as you travel, it's basically they give you a GPS that disappears. So it only shows you how to get to where you're going. And then once it's there, once you're there, it's gone. Like you can't yeah. use it again. Yeah, I love so that. So they give you Tom Tom and then <laughs> fantasy Tom Tom takes you to your spot, but then you can't like retrace it because you're basically just following a waypoint. Yeah, it like takes you there and then it's not even like a wizard spell of a map. Maybe the other sibling is they're doing magic to the like to the roots to the rivers where it's like well that tree with the three forks now it just happens to not be there anymore Ooh, oh so they're actually like conducting this entire like basically they're controlling the nexus yeah so in, a, in a way they are manipulating the nexus in a way that allows you to only go where you need to go who knows how many rivers there originally were or if there even was there were a thousand rivers to the nexus before Right. They could have created a network of these thousand rivers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know if exactly. That, if, yeah, if that if they've manipulated like some parts of this, that means this could have been just a giant lake in between two rivers that they found. And now they've created a network of 1000 rivers. That means they're like shaping the planet. They've they've reshaped this region using what nature magic? Yeah, something like that. I think there's debate. I think that Ooh. there is there's uncertainty about like how much they've shaped or if they're really shaping things or if that's just what somebody that got lost said. I love that. I think there's like this place where all the lakes meet where like you take the third left from the tree with three forks, but then the next time you try to take that path, maybe that tree is gone. So you're like, well, did that tree just fall over? Did they cut it down or did they make it go away? And if they made it go away, how much else did they like shape? So I think it, it's that they were, they were running this con because that's kind of what it is. This is basically a con. It um, is, because you can't ever figure it out. Because once you're back, it's going to look different than when you left. I think they're running this con, right? Mm-hmm. And I think what it is, is rumors, they're, the rumors are spreading about what they're doing. And so some people say they're magical. Some people say that they're con artists. Some people say that they're master cartographers who have truly mastered the land. And they're just kind of leaning into it. And, okay, so they have a, so there's a trading outpost. and. So the prompt says, as the town grows, so does their rivalry. Do they found a town at the Nexus? Or is it like you can park your boat at the Nexus and it made, like, as a result, uh, a shipping town was created just from, like, basically houseboats setting up? Like, can you stay at the Nexus? Yes. Do they charge you to stay there? A little bit of all of them. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think it's that, like... They're selling supplies. They sell, like, you know, if your sale needs repaired, they have the stuff to sell you that. And they'll sell you directions. Yeah. Ships are coming from all over, parking, exchanging things. There's a swap meet happening, right? Like, people are exchanging goods. They're sharing stories. And a town forms. They don't form the town, but a town forms around them in terms of, like... Yeah. No, no, yeah, like, totally. As a result, like, suddenly, all of a sudden, there's ships that are, I'm just gonna stay at the Nexus and open up, like, a floating restaurant. I'm gonna open a floating hotel. I'm gonna open a this. Or people are just, like, living there because either they're, like, okay, so I worked at a shipping terminal in Philly. (laughs) And so, my, the, the idea for what I'm thinking comes from, if I, my job at one point was to, like, close the gate, like, no one's else allowed in for if you didn't make it by four, you kind of had to park your truck outside and like sleep in it. Mm-hmm. Like, like what if they close off one of the thousand rivers and like you just have to wait for them to reopen it? 
So you kind of park your ship and it might take a month. So you have to stay at the Nexus for like a month and other people are in the similar situation. And as a result, it kind of makes a community of like traveling, you know, merchant ships and cruise lines and things like that. Yeah. And I think that like, I don't even think it's necessarily something they're consciously doing. It's just like, well, my sail is broken. There's Mm. a person and like somebody who makes sails is like, well, every single boat is coming through the Nexus. Yeah. So I'm just going to open up a sail, like a sail making shop. I'm just going to make sails. I'm going to make sails making sails. You see what I did there? <laughs> oh, my God. I was deep in thought, so I was like, mm-hmm, sails making sails? Of course. This makes, oh, 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 okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and I think, like, the person who is, like, sewing sails is just like, well, this is where I work now because all of the boats are coming through here. And then if your ship yeah. comes through damaged, it becomes, well, I'm stuck here for a month until Rohan, the sail, the sail maker, finishes, like, repairing my ship. I, okay, cool. So now there's a town in yeah. Nexus of just, you know, it's like a, it's like a houseboat community, mm-hmm. you know, and they have an outpost. Where is it? Is it in the water? Are they on a boat? Are they a floating like building that you like kind of drive up to? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I kind of, I kind of like that. I li- like an island in the center or they're on a boat because we also have to decide how they got there. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're on a boat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they float in the center, and you have to come through them in order to get to another direction. And it's how, honestly, they can easily disorient you. If there's a thousand rivers and you're at the center, they can kind of, like, spin you in, like, so you don't know exactly where you came from. So you need mm-hmm. their map, even if you're turning around and going yeah. back where you came. Oh, so well, so I've got something. I've got a, a revelatory thought. Yeah. And... Also, something directly related to that, which really just ups the fact that they are con folk. Okay. What do we roll for pronouns first? Because I need to know what yeah, how yeah, to, yeah. what to append to the word con. I guess con artists is the correct. Yeah, but we can do that too. Yeah. Roll twice. All right. So one is a she, she, and the other is a she. We got two sisters. Okay. So two sisters. So what if the reason that the, how they got there and the reason that they know the rivers and the 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 rivers so well what if they're fish folk oh fuck chef i i was not i was thinking already of names for them so i'm so caught off guard they are they're like merfolk like they're merfolk okay so merfolk we've never talked about this so are merfolk are they beast men or is it a different thing altogether because if you're a beast man you're like you know, a dog that stands upright. But merfolk, are they like half human, half fish? Or is it like you're just a, you're a fish? You're a fish beast man. I think it is the the sort of traditional fantasy, like, fish tail human body. And I think nobody really knows where they came from. Yeah, I like the idea that even in fantasy, they're mythical creatures. They're just, they, some of, they're just some merfolk around. And no one's, and nobody, everybody's like, what? I don't. That's cool. Yeah, like Jeremy's like they're not they're not beast they're not beast people they're not beast folk like they're not they're not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> like they have the do they have their own community or is it just like they're just few you know they're no one really knows they just no one pop really up knows. from time to time. A few of them pop up and I think that I think that the sisters uh, are the are the the sisters Nexus right that's their name they've named the lake after themselves. Fuck yeah. Okay, Jeff. First of all, I'm going to say. 
that they are uh they're sort of in the vein of traditional sirens in the way that yep. they lead you to this nexus and then they can kind of guide you in any way they want yeah if, right like yeah. with like mischief on their mind if 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 they want because yeah. they're con artists so i'm thinking that whole mischievous vein of sirens like luring in a ship with information like oh are you lost Oh, do you have 20 gold pieces? I can get you where you need to go. And it's like, I only have 15. And it's like, they spin the boat around. And they're like, choose from one of the thousand rivers unless you find five more. Yeah, right. Well, and I was thinking um, along the same lines of like mischief and the fact that they're con artists. <laughs> I, I like the idea. What I was thinking is, and part of, and this ties into the fact that they're merfolk also. I think when they do business, they sweat like they're swimming. Yeah. And they kind of just... As, whenever they're doing business, they swim in a circle. Ooh. In a way that makes it seem like, well, they're merfolk, they're just kind of following the water, but, like, if you catch them on downtime and you're just chatting with them, they float perfectly still. Uh-huh. It's that when they start, when they, ha- when they, when you, when you approach them for business, when you're like, hey, I need to get to Moon Crescent, like, tell me how to get to Moon Crescent, they start swimming in a circle and they're like, well, you know, and then to follow them, you have to keep spinning okay okay then that is a very interesting thing that i want to ask you then are they like the the traditional sphinx myth where it's like you know you're gonna have to go to the nexus you better be prepared because there are two very tricky merfolk there who can mislead you do you need money like what is the exchange is it just money because we said it's a trading outpost but it can be anything what what is the exchange is it something from like are they like aerial? Like they collect things from different regions? Is it like stuff they can't get? Or? I was definitely thinking it was like an aerial thing where they collect things that yeah. are rare and special. And I like that because I want to say that the island, like where the ship or whatever their cove is, mm-hmm. is like made out of junk. Yeah. Like in the center of the Nexus is like a junk grove that's like made out of dingle hoppers and uh you know like a magnifying it's all glued together to make a home because i think that's cool it's like a cove of rocks that is made of that is like just lined with like tables and things i love this and so and so there's an added element that you that that like in addition to having to go through the nexus to get to places there's also an element of like well i need a thing but, like, this thing is only found on the other continent. Maybe I'll go to Nexus. Maybe I'll stop by and see if the Nexus sisters, like, have the thing that I'm looking for. Ooh. And you have to bring a thing of, quote, value to the Nexus sisters, right? In exchange yeah, yeah, yeah. for maybe something else? Or is it, yeah, it's a place where you can trade. A valuable object. And that that varies a lot. I think that that sort of... Oh, I think it's also just a thing of, like, what does value mean? Yeah, yeah. That that's what I was thinking. It's like it's not so much like a pawn shop or like a hoarder situation. It just I think varies like I don't know. I have an appreciation for like little things and the smaller things and I like collecting like things that give me a memory or something like that or is this like a pawn shop? A little bit of both. Hmm. Do you have to give them something of value to you or is it do they you basically like show you lay a blanket out full of wares? And it's kind of like a like a yard sale swap. I, I think it's both, honestly. I think you like you bring them an object, and it's kind of on you to sell it to them. Mm. But like they won't, they won't merely accept. Like the way that you sell it varies depending on what the object is and what you want out of it and who is selling it. Like some people will come and be like, 
hey, look, I've got this, uh, like, Fabergé egg. It's lined with gems, and it's got, like, a design on it, and it is very rare and valuable. And they'll be like, cool, geodes that way. Some people will come and be like, hey, this is my grandmother's blanket that she swaddled my mother in. It has been passed down in my family for two generations, but I need to get to Iron Hill. It's yours if you point me the way. And they're like, yeah, sure, it's that way. I like this. So it's whatever you kind of have to like, you got to sell it. You got to sell you it. Have, you have to be a con person yourself. Like you can even lie. Like yeah, that oh, could yeah, be sure. just like, that could be like the blanket that sits on top of the toilet seat. <laughs> and they're like, this is my grandmother's quilt. But if you sell it, they'll be like, hmm, I like it. Oh I yeah, sure. That. Oh yeah, sure. Cause I think it's, it's, you know, honor among thieves. It's, it's, you're probably yeah. going to try to screw me. I'm probably going to try to screw you. We'll meet in the middle and sometimes an honest deal will happen. <laughs> I fucking love this, that you trade a valuable thing and you can either go the legit route or you can try to, or that's, that's, I think the, like the, I'm thinking never ending story, like the laser beam guards where mm-hmm. there's like danger where if they catch you bullshitting, they like, they spin your ship around and they're like, off you go then, you know, do they, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Like if they catch you trying to like sell them some bullshit that has no value to you. I think that's when it's like you hear the buzzer sound and your ship is spun 360. I think when you show up, you can shoot this down. If you show up, when you show up to the Nexus, there's one road, like you see the river you might need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you come across the Nexus sisters and you have to put on your sales pitch. And if they don't buy it and they don't want it or you're bullshitting them, all of a sudden, the Thousand Rivers appear, and they're like, which one is the right one? I, I, I think that the Thousand Rivers are there as soon as you get to the Nexus. Oh, by the way, uh, real quick, I, I found not quite a traditional table, but I found okay. something to roll on for their names. Yeah. Roll me a D100. Just once, you might edit all of this out, because I don't, because, like, it might go horribly wrong. But roll me hey. a D100, we'll just see where it goes. <laughs> Uh, 40. I don't think this is gonna work. I pulled up a list of popular fish names. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Baby Finley. Okay, um, let's do, uh, one is Finn and one is Lee. That works, yeah, that works. Finn, Finn and Lee, the Nexus yeah. sisters. Okay, so we decided that, let's go back, because okay. <laughs> we decided that you, you pass through the Nexus by giving something of value to you, and you can either lie or tell the truth. Yeah. And they decide your fate, pretty much. And so there's people who've set up shop, and they have a trade outpost. There's a town in the Nexus. That kind of actually, going back to the town, that kind of naturally also kind of leads to the town existing, right? Yeah, are they stuck? It's some of the, some people, like, they tried to sell a thing. They tried to pull one over on the Nexus sisters. They called them out on it, and they said, well, all right. You have a set up shop here, yeah. Yeah, I guess this is, this is where my, I have these wares I have to sell. Oh, cool. So that's how, like, the town gets established. Because, say, it's like, if there are enough merchant ships, like, who've popped up, they're just gonna start, like, trading for shit they have. Like, yeah. I have a, ca- I have 40 caskets of rum. You have 40 caskets of grain or whatever. Like, let's trade and so we can get drunk and then, like, we'll make some, a pot of rice. Yeah, right. It's like, okay, I guess that's, now we're a town, I guess. All right. So the rivalry, because right. as the town grows, as does their rivalry. What? So the town is very popular. Right. Or the town is, it's growing. What drives them apart? Hmm. I was thinking like, so what we know is that they are con artists. 
we know that as a result, the town was created around their con because people are stuck. And the town is growing. There are more ships, and I think it's become like a kind of cool and cozy place to stay if you happen to be stuck or just want like to live in the Nexus. Knowing that, what could drive two con artists apart? Actually, I, I have something for this. Okay. I have to pull it up. Oh, shit. There is another prompt that Stop works it. for this. So shit. I did. Listeners, I did not know about this. I was not in the loop. So I am thrown. Twitter user Oitnilly says prompt, a pair of twins who run competing fantasy businesses. Oh, shit, Jeff. They open. Okay. 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 So what the, what happened? So what happens is Finn is the cartographer. Yes. Finn has mapped out every part of, like, Finn knows the layout of these rivers. She swims up and down for fun. She's, she knows, she knows which rivers lead where. Mm -hmm. Lee is the magician, is the illusionist, the one that's like set up the con of like, well, if they try to outsmart us, we'll just change the, you know, we'll cast some illusions, change the layout of things. So what happens is they start, their two businesses start like separating. Finn's, uh, Finn's maps start getting more detailed and start going from just the rivers and from particular routes to, like, areas around. Maybe she partners with, uh, the Roses Guide and, like, starts making, like, travelogue things. Oh, fuck. Of, like, well, if you go along this river, like, you'll see the Spider Queen's den. Oh, shit. Okay, so, okay. Whoa. Oh, right. So, that means that, uh, Finn is, like... The business has grown. Like, is the Nexus, like, famous? Like, everybody knows about it. I think so. I, yeah, I, it has yeah. to be, like, a mythical place that's run by two merfolk. Because everybody, yeah, because you have, like, it's where all the, it's where all of the rivers meet. Yeah, you have to go through it. So it's, it's well known. So people, ooh, that sucks. That some people start going, like, well, I don't need a magician. I need a cartographer. And so I need Finn. And someone is like, I need a magician, not a cartographer. I need Lee. Right. And so they both kind of like, they're still running the con, but they each have these side businesses that like, okay, yeah. And then related to that, like, there's a town forming, right? So Lee's like magical stuff, Lee is able to do like enchantments and remove curses and things using her magic for like enchantment stuff. Yeah. She's serving the town. Lee is still running the con and is still like making maps, but is also making like touristy maps. So now there's just these two businesses, but like they're both trying to, they both get an ego. Yeah, of course. And they both think that they're bigger than the other person. (laughs) Jeff, do they try to con each other? Oh God, yeah. But how? I suck at writing cons. Honor Among Thieves goes out the window. All right, then, ooh, I think they try to start sabotaging each other's businesses. Yeah, yes, because they both, they both want leverage over the other person, right? Yes. So, so like Lee starts casting illusion spells, like as Finn is going to like, uh, Finn's partnered up at the Rose Guide. So she goes off and she's like going to explore like a wild because fuck it. Let's just say that Merfolk can do that. Sure. She's swimming over to a lake or a pond that's like connected to the Thousand Rivers. And all of a sudden, the pond's gone. Yeah. And it's like, what? I was supposed to meet with the Rose Guide representative at this pond. It's It was there yesterday, I swear. And then Lee, on the other hand, is like, how is, how is, uh, I mean, a Finn, on the other hand, is how, how is she conning Lee with cartography? 
I think that like I think that she is when when Lee is like, okay, I need these ingredients for this spell. For like the harvest spell so that our, our shipping our fishing ships come in with a big haul. Lee is giving them or Finn is giving them bad maps. Oh, or is shit. leading them in just the wrong way. And then when they like okay, yeah, so it's not even I don't even think it's so much I I think it's not personal. I think it's not I think they're not personally attacking one another. Oh no, it is business. It's not personal, it's business. It's that they're both con artists. Yeah. They've gotten into these side industries and now their sibling is just another mark. I wish we could just go back and delete it all. But no, no, I think it's important to building up to this. Cause so it's like, it's like Lee needs a magical ingredient for a harvest thing. Yeah. Finn is like, Finn leads them in the wrong direction, leads like the fishing ship in a wrong direction. And then it's like, you want to come back? It's 60 gold, but it was 20 gold before. Yeah. But now you're kind of literally and figuratively up a creek. So. So, so that basically is like thwarting, thwarting Lee's plans with cartography. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucked. I think it's 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 not based so much in like foiling. It's based in like extortion. It's that this is an easy way to pull in some extra dough. And this just happened naturally because they're two con artists. Yeah, like this need to expand. I think yeah, as the town grew, so did the rivalry. So that makes more sense because I think opportunities were coming up that fit the needs and the talents of not both of them, only one. And so they kind of started branching off. Like the main business was still there. Yep. The Nexus uh trading company of like I have a dingle hopper and I'll trade you directions. That's still there. But then it's like you know Finn gets an email from Rose's guide. That was not to the joint account. Yeah. So Lee gets an email about like, hey, I need you to uh, enchant this magical item for me. And Finn is like, hey, where are you going? Oh, I, I got to do this thing. It's, it's no big deal. It'll it'll get us both money. And I think one of them, I think they start, they, of course, they're con artists. They're like spying on each other. They check each other's papers and they're seeing that the funds aren't going to the same spot. Yeah. All of a sudden, the money from the Roses Guide, you said you got paid 100 gold pieces. You only put 40 in the in the cash box. Oh, I must have misplaced it. It's like, ooh, you're starting mm-hmm. your own business. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Is it ever resolved? Or do they just go off and start their own businesses? How do we bring this in? Do you want to resolve it? Or is it they just, the Nexus is just a fucked up, like, den of corruption? Not den of corruption, but, like, the Nexus sisters kind of just fall apart. I think it's that, like... They fall apart, but, like, I think it's interesting if they just fall apart in a way that kind of shapes the identity of the town, of, like, this town. Okay. Like, I think it's that this is a quite, this is a den of thieves, right? Like, what we've built this den of thieves. Mm -hmm. So I think it's that, like, they, they never, they never resolve, they fall apart, they never stop conning one another yeah right like they just spend because i mean yeah they just spend the rest of eternity like screwing each other over but they still work together like they still they still operate they still run cons on ships that come in or do they i don't think they do i think it's like the 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 gemini brothers like how they hold on to each other because Mm -hmm. they're afraid they'll like fly off into space type thing so what if it's like this like yin and yang of conning back and forth so much that it just becomes very like i'm thinking it's like when siblings get into like the no you're stupid you're the stupidest you're the stupidest times a thousand it's like Mm -hmm. that with cons so they spiral off and the nexus becomes something on its own 
without their presence? Like they go off or do they leave or is it just they've become so competitive that these rivals are, you know, they're, they're as in a way because they're continually con- trying to destroy each other's businesses. They're clinging to, I just keep thinking of the Gemini twins where they're constant. It makes them like cling to each other a little more, maybe. Sure. I don't know how. I think that, I think it becomes, I think that, that, by this point, right? They they're both tremendously powerful. Yes, I was just about to I was thinking that like if they're conning each other, that means both of their businesses are growing exponentially at each other's uh you know, they're they're diminishing each other's businesses, yeah. but their own separate entities are still growing like not as much as they could if they weren't conning each other, but they're still growing. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's that they they stop running the original like directing ships con. Yes. And they just turn they turn all of their attention on like I need to get one over on Lee because Lee screwed me here, but she only screwed me here because I screwed her here and it's this endless chain of like well I put one over on her cuz she put one over on me and it just dates back forever and ever Ooh. to the point where neither of them can say like this is where it started. And oh, I have something on that then. That if you, if you said, you said that like they're continuously doing this and they're building each other's businesses. If, uh, Finn is continually building a cartography industry and like partnering with outside sources, the secrets of this region will eventually not, they're not between the two of them anymore. That means that this region's been mapped out by an yes. outside source. That means that there's just no need for their con. Like it's, it's over. Well, I was thinking, I, I had a thought, a, rela- a similar thought along the same lines. I think that the town collectively takes on the role of running that con. Oh. It becomes like the town, which I'm going to call, which I think is named, what do you think, Liar's Cove? Is that cool? Is that a cool name? I like Liar's Cove. I really do. I think Liar's Cove is it. Liar's Cove. So Liar's Cove as a town becomes a place because it's got travelers coming in from all different places. So it becomes a place where the town itself is where you go to find out which river you take to Moon Crescent. Somebody there will know, but they will charge their own price. But the town collectively as an entity, the sum total of all of these travelers living in this town will can tell you any anywhere you want to get to in fantasy. I love Jeff. You know what? This is, ah, it's leading me to think that, uh, like we said, merfolk are like mythical. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do spiral off into such a way that like both of their businesses actually do collapse and they're kind of just a myth and like they become sort of like the, the spirit of Liar's Cove. Yeah. And it's like there is a myth of two sisters who started this cove with an endless series of deception. And it's like kind of the lesson that Liar's Cove has where it's like, People of the Liars Cove community will never go against each other. We'll only, like, we will take care of our own. Yeah. And we'll keep this deception going, but we will never turn on each other. Because look to the myth of Finn and Lee, the two twin sisters who eventually their lies devoured each other in mm-hmm. an endless cycle of deception. And we can never fall into that. Because I think they, they do kind of break off. You know, no one really knows. They're off somewhere just kind of... In this mythical one-upsmanship, mm-hmm. they're just forever trying to thwart each other. And some people don't know if it's a metaphor because it's lost in time. It's just a myth of Liar's Cove. Someone might be lying if they tell you the tale. They are the gods of thievery. They've yeah. become they've become in their own way, like they again, gods were real once. They became yeah. the gods of thievery, looked to by every con artist, pickpocket, and cat burglar as 
well, I got to look out for my crew because if I backstab my crew, then they will bat, they will come back at me tenfold and we'll be locked in, we'll be locked in the neck, the cycle of the sisters nexus forever. Yeah. I'm kind of seeing like the image of two merfolk, like in an infinity symbol, mm-hmm. like, and that's like that. I think that's like the liar's cove crest. Yeah. Where it's like you, you want to, you want to have, uh, you want to have honor in thievery because once that goes out the window, look to the myth of Finn and Lee. You'll just be locked in a, an internal struggle with each other, and you'll never get anywhere. You'll never make any progress as a community. Yeah. Because they never got anywhere. They had this business, but then, like, it built kind of around them. It wasn't because of their cycle of deception that the town grew. It grew, and it was able to, like, I think really flourish once they were out of the picture. So they yeah. see that, like, you, a cycle of lies and against against thieves will lead to your demise. Oh shit, I like this myth. I, I love that, and uh, going back all the way back to the, I want to go back to the town again, because I think yeah. it's fascinating. Yeah. I think it, I think it expands in its own way, right? Like it takes on its own mythical kind of shape, where Liar's Cove is no longer just a place you go to find out the path to Moon Crescent. It is a place where any secret can be found. Ooh. Somebody, someone in Liar's Cove knows the answer to every secret there is to be told, and they can tell it to you. In exchange for your most valuable possession. Ooh, and you have to give them. You can lie. You can lie. Or you can trust them, which may not be the smartest, but they have what you need, and so you have to give in. It is a town, it is a town of deal, it is a town made up of thieves and scoundrels and dealers of secrets. I love this. They have their own, like, religion. They have their own mythology in this town of, like, how to take care of your own but also how to hold true to the myth of Finn and Lee and be a swindler. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this. Oh my God. There's just two mythical. And like, I love the idea that like they were real, but like no one can remember. We just know the lessons that they've left behind. Yeah. This is in the early times of fantasy where there's just people like still, this is like first contact where like Geode is first going into Moon Crescent mm-hmm. and they come across Merfolk. And so it's kind of this myth that's all over the world to teach people to one, take care of each other, but also there's a mythical town of scoundrels and deceit called Liar's Cove. Yeah. In the center of the world. Oh shit, Jeff, that's so cool. How cool is that? Did this make sense? Did that's that's yeah. the story made sense, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, love I think it. It, it formed it like that's super it's neat as hell. Oh shit. Uh we don't need to roll on tables for myths, do we? No, I don't well because we'd have to roll on six. We'd have to do two sets. Let's do it. I, I've got tables okay. pulled up. I've, what's, I, I want to roll. Yeah, I want to roll on it. There's a lot of things I want to roll on. I want to okay, finish this and roll, close this out because I have a lot of things I want to roll on. One, roll me a D, a hundred sided dice. Just one hundred sided dice. Again, this might just be a thing we throw right out the window, but I want to see how this works. 51. Uh, I've got in front of me a source book for a game called Numenera, which is a sci-fi fantasy game about like earth a billion years in the future so it's a lot of weird sciencey magicy stuff love that and there's a source book called injecting the weird which is just a series of weird of tables about weird things that happen actually this works really well for what liar for what we've already said about liar's cove gimme gimme the city is a mass is a single massive tower so it's that 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 pile of trash right yeah people added to it they brought in their ships and like tied it to the cove and so it is this tower of connected ships 
and objects and like refuse and it is just this formed thing that is jutted out from the center of the nexus lake holy shit that's so cool have you ever read the dark tower series no (laughs) because you just told it Excellent. That's awesome. Yeah, so Liar's Cove is literally just ships and junk and things that have been built up on top of each other. Oh my god, that's so cool. I love this. The The visual I'm getting is like that dirty, shady pirate town full of like shadows and mm-hmm. scoundrels. Mm-hmm. Where like nothing's as it seems and nothing is what it appears to be because everything is lies. Yeah. Because you never, like, does everyone lie? Or is it a city of like where literally everyone lies? Or that's like its own form of communication. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, you know, thieves can't. Yeah, I was just about to say, is it like thieves can't, but for liars? Yeah, it's thieves can't, but the, but there's no written language. It's merely lies with an understanding and being able to read a lie in such a way that you can understand what's really being said. You see what's not being said in a sentence. And oh, so that is that cool. is sort of the thieves cant of Liar's Code is like, or Liar's Cove is. No, you just said Liar's Code, and that's liar's what the language code. is. The Liar's Code is, yeah, it's I'm gonna tell you, a, I'm gonna tell you a blatant lie, and you're gonna know it's a lie, and based on what I, the parts that you know are lies, you're gonna be able to surmise the truth, and that is how we will honestly communicate with each other, and that is how we will have each other's back. And I think it's based in uh, how the two merfolk would communicate with you. Yeah. Was like really like riddled information. Like what path to get to was like a borderline riddle, but it was a lie and you had to kind of look through it to see the true path. That's, I think maybe that's how like the illusion of, uh, Lee would be like dissolved. Yeah. Is like if you saw through the liar's code of the two merfolk. Yeah. Like you piece together, you're like, you're like, there's never been a tree here. And so then the tree disappears and then you're like, okay, but if there's never been a tree here, then that means, and you're able to sort of like, poke holes in the lies that she spun you oh that's, that's so cool fucking cool yeah all right so i got some quick tables to run through i've got them pulled up uh this is this first one's gonna be for finn i'm using the dungeons and dragons fifth edition sailor background because we said that yeah. she swims the rivers of fantasy so roll me a d8 for personality yes. trait seven my language is as foul as an odia nest she's a foul-mouthed sailor Swears like a sailor. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. Just a, just a foul, because she's, well, also keep in mind, she's a, she's a traveler. She mm-hmm. travels to all the different regions and maps it out. I think she's just acquired every swear word from the different yeah. regions and she's full of regionalisms of the world. And it's sort of like this foul gutter speak mm-hmm. that's like, and it also would be this weird culmination of like different dialects and yeah. accents from all over the world. So it's kind of seen as like she has like a, you know, slang language, which I am fucking obsessed with, that she has, like, 40 different dialects. Yeah. All right, roll me a d6 for an ideal. Six. Aspiration. Someday I will own my own ship and chart my own destiny. Exactly what we were saying. Yeah, she started her own business of creating her own destiny of, I'm going to make money off mapping this out. My skill is equally, my skill's more valuable than Lee's. Mm Mm-hmm. So roll me a d6 for a bond. Three. I'll always remember my first ship. I think, you know, while their their cycle of destruction was happening, it was, you know, it was hard not to remember the good times that they yeah. had thinking of their first, of Liar's Cove's, like, creation. Yeah, I think it's perfect. So roll me a d6 for a flaw. Three again. Once someone questions my courage, I never back down, no matter how dangerous. 
this is the perfect like pathfinder yeah like adventure seafaring adventurer table for for finn or it's like wait what was it once you what once you once you question my question my courage i will never back down no matter how dangerous so if you tell if you if 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 she tells you yeah you take this river it'll take you right to geo and you say well no there's sea serpents she's like fucking i'll prove it and she swims the geode and back body slams the sea serpents in the way if you if the trade went through yeah maybe she like guides the ship you know what i mean like she swims with you and i think that's why they put the mermaid on the mast of a ship i love that is because finn has led every ship through during the olden times uh finn would lead you through each river and that's why you put it it's sort of like a you put a guide on the front of your ship i love that all right so for for lee i'm gonna be rolling on the criminal background oh shit because uh, it was criminal or charlatan, but I think we've used charlatan before, so I'm thinking criminal's fun. Okay. So roll me a D8 for personality trait. One. I always have a plan for when things go wrong. Okay. I like that because uh, Lee is not the one who leaves. Lee stays behind yeah. and I think is more of like the paperwork aspect. Yeah. Is the is the planner. Like, it initially did city planning and not to say, like, she's the nerd, but someone had to run the business aspect. Sure. She was the she was she she worked she worked the books. She was the money. She was yes. the money part of the operation. Yes. It would lead. I think that is kind of what would push Finn to go off and branch out. Not that Finn was like the first one to do it. But if one person is in charge of the money and doesn't let you see the books mm-hmm. and someone comes and offers you money. You're going to be like, yeah, I, my, my sister doesn't even let me see the books and you're yeah. letting me. You're giving me perfect clarity here. I want to work with you. Yep. Cool. Roll me a D6 for an ideal. Four. Greed. I will do whatever it takes to become wealthy. Perfect. I was really hoping you were going to roll a four. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's totally perfect. Um, the entire idea was to just what? Their initial thing was just they they love mischief, but they also love crap. Yeah, they, they love just wanted stuff. things. They just wanted things. Maybe Lee was the first one to be like, what if – who had the idea for the trading system? Ooh, it, it also helps me develop like the rivalry in my head because if Lee is obsessed with gathering money and like stuff to build up their initial little liar's cove, like little grotto – Mm-hmm. It would make Finn like Finn doesn't have much of a say in like the yeah. development of their home. Finn is like the muscle and the planner is Lee. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. Roll me a D6 for a bond. Five. I'm guilty of a terrible crime. I hope I can redeem myself for it. Oh, no, I got it. I think that she, I think in Lee's mind, Lee did the first thing. Yeah. And she feels bad about it, but it's that kind of thing where she feels bad about it, but she can't get it, but she could never, in the eternity that they spent screwing each other over, she, there was always a pang of doubt in her mind of like, I think I may have started this, but it's gone too far now and I can't apologize. I think that's great because both of them are doing awful things to each other, but Lee, I think, was like guilt stricken with the first like swindle on Finn's business. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. Roll me a d6 for a flaw. Six. An innocent person is in prison for a crime I committed, and I'm okay with that. So she feels bad that she's screwed over Finn, but she's also screwed over a lot of other people and is like, it's business. Deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I like that. Like, people have gone to, she's, the people who she's misled, I think it's like the, the pirate or the, the scoundrel ship went somewhere where they weren't, they got caught, and then now they're doing time and it's all the merfolk's fault. 
And Lee is like, whatever, I'm cool with that. I feel terrible about wronging my sister. Yeah. But those people, that's just business, man. That's part of the hustle. Yeah. You come to Liar's Cove, you're going to get lied to. Yeah. You roll the dice, you take your chances. Yup. Oh, that's sick. I love that. Oh, what a good, that, this, I, I think that's a wrap because I think oh, this is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. This is an amazing story. I'm obsessed. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Observer138, for your prompt. And to Oit Nilly as well. Yes. Thank you both. These prompts are unbelievable. I am so glad they got, because I remember when they came up, I was like, God, these would work so well in tandem. We've been having a, I remember being like, I want to do some kind of businessy prompt. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. bam, these two fall right into our lap. Yeah, this it is was incredible. Cool. Those are cool prompts. If you'd like to send a prompt of your own, there are a whole bunch of ways to do that, and we love you for it. There sure are. You can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast. You can also use the hashtag fantasy children. Uh, you can post them on our Facebook at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. Also, if you have a, a longer prompt, you can email us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Don't be scared. Also, don't be scared to jump into our Discord server. An evergreen link is pinned to our Twitter page. Yes. Uh, if you really enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, social media shout-out, or word-of-mouth recommendation. They yeah. help new people find the show and help us grow and do cooler things. And if you want to give us some of your hard-earned coin, feel free to give to our Patreon at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Um, we recently added a little new series called Now That I Have You Here. It's basically where I basically throw deep lore at Jeff and ask him what he thinks about it. It's really cool. And that's for all of our donors. So even if you can only do a dollar a month, 25 cents a week, you know, you can, you can get a sweet lore audio extra. Anywho, uh, Jeff, that motherfucker has another podcast. I don't know how he does it. I do. And I've got a recording in like 20 minutes. (laughs) Jesus. Um, it's called Party of One. It is an actual play about two-player role-playing games. Uh, this week we played a game called The Hour Between Dog and Wolf. It's about the, uh, cat-and-mouse relationship between a serial killer and an investigator. It's creepy and scary, and I really dug it. Yeah, so check that out ASAP. Um, our vocal hug this week is, um... Hmm, let's, what does that have to do with Liar's Cove and clinging to each other so you don't fly off into space? Watch, watch your crew. Watch their back. Ooh, I like that. Watch your crew's back. Don't ever make sure that someone's not sticking a knife in your crew's back. And also, don't stick your own knife in their back. Yeah. Because it's only going to lead to your ultimate destruction. Yeah. Watch out for each other. Take care of each other. Love each other. Be good to each other. Because there's a whole lot of people that aren't going to be good. And so it's on us to be good to the people in our crew. I love that. The best support, the best support that we have is the people in our crew. And so treat them with respect and treat them with love. And so thanks everybody for listening to this episode. And with that, good night and good game. game.